Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 387, some turkey season, turkey soup. And I am your co-host and the guy who marked one more state off the list. And I'm your co-host and the guy who also has marked a new state off the list. Yeah. I feel like I've been copying you here lately, but that's a good one to copy each other on. Well... Yeah, no joke. So what does that put you at number-wise? Just a quick reminder. 27 total and yep. 24 spring long. There you go. So that's where I am on state total. So I, I plan to do 49 spring gobblers, but I do have three that were fall-oriented so far. Mm-hmm, yeah. And what about you? What number are you at? I am at 41. I have eight left. So the goal was to head out west to be there this week, but I am the fool who traded a trip out west for a trip to two of the most difficult southeastern states that I've already killed in because (laughs) my buddies Yankee John and Chip have not killed. And even though I have killed in those two states, uh, what I've told them is when you guys need those states, I'm going with you, even though I've killed in them, because that's the deal. We're doing this as a group. The only reason I've killed in those states without them is because I can't get enough of this. It is my crack cocaine. And number two, I know they're going to be tough states. So, and it's proving to be that way currently. And so, Knowing that we need two birds instead of three makes things a little bit easier on us on the trip, even though it hasn't made much of it hasn't had much of an effect on us this go round. But hopefully it'll get a little bit easier. Well, I sure hope that y'all will have success because I know where you're going. It's going to be a tough one or two. Yeah, yeah, it'll be two tough ones for sure. Well, let's so, let's hit up some turkey soup. I guess. Do you want to tell us how many days left? we have in your area no but i'm going to (laughs) (laughs) and if y'all can't tell andy's not on his normal microphone he is he's out of state as he just said but yeah podcasting this time of year you'd think you know hey turkey season it's a turkey hunting podcast it's got to be the the heyday but it's actually the most difficult time of year to podcast oh yeah yeah cameron and i just about got into a virtual fist fight over when we were going to record this episode. So the fact that we're both on a call together this time of year is almost a miracle. So yeah. we have 30 days, 22 hours, 13 minutes, and 24 seconds until the end of spring turkey season in Alabama. You're now counting down in Tennessee. I can't even think about it, so I'm not counting. I don't count that. That's a depressing number. <laughs> <laughs> There's not enough days left, I'll just tell you. So Yeah. We got, I don't know, probably roughly 35 days or so, I'd assume, 36 maybe. So still got, yeah. still got plenty of time. We're, only, we're not even a full weekend yet, but it is, it is full-blown turkey season going on here. Pretty crappy weather so far, I will say. Man, yeah. I mean, 
It's supposed to be like well, 12 mile an hour winds tomorrow. It's been raining. It's been thunderstorming. And it's just, it's really hard to get motivated. Like, I, I used to hunt hard even in the rain, but now at in my home state, I'm, I'm pursuing such a experience that like i don't even know that i want to kill one that's just sadly standing in the rain in my home <laughs> state <laughs> yeah you know what i mean like it, it why shoot him tuesday while it's raining when you know maybe on thursday when it's sunny i could get him gobbling and coming in with you know heart pounding deal but that's just kind of where i am especially first week of season it's if it was the last week and i still had a tag i'd be hitting him hard in the rain but it's just hard to be motivated right now on a bad weather day. Well, and, you know, you can have a little bit of leisure about it when your bag limit keeps getting cut. Yeah, you that's got, true. <laughs> you know, the same number of days to kill fewer birds. And so, you know, I mean, I'm not making light of that or trying to say that's a positive. I'm just, you know, just stating the fact. If you were in a state with a one-bird limit, I'm going to bet you you would not even consider going on a day when the weather was poor. Yeah, that that's absolutely true. It It is definitely, as you have less opportunity to kill, you make the most of those opportunities, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we hope your state does not get to a one-bird bag limit. but I hope it doesn't get to a two-bird yeah. bag limit personally, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll see what yeah. happens. If it yeah. if it truly will save the wild turkey, I'm in. Yeah, but I'd love to sure. see the I'd like to see the science on it. I know the reduction from four saved about 0.5 percent of the harvest, so I'm not uh, exactly sold on that being the key solution here. <laughs> yeah, cutting it from four to three did not save a lot of birds. Cutting it from three to two would save exponentially more birds cutting it from two to one would save exponentially even more birds however actually i'm wrong also cutting enjoyment of the sport satisfaction of the sport and that is something that a majority of our wildlife departments around the country consider yeah so satisfaction. here's actually the actual data on it i don't know if i've shared this on here but in tennessee for the five-year average, a hunter's first turkey made up 63% of the harvest. So 20,920 turkeys reported as a person's first turkey. Second mm. turkey, 7,850, which is 24% of the harvest. So two-bird limit accounts for 87% of your harvest. Yep. And then the third turkey is another 10%, and fourth turkey was 3%. So... Mm-hmm. You know, cutting it to two, you're still looking at a harvest of what twenty eight thousand by twenty eight thousand seven hundred. So that would save about six thousand turkeys on the average, which is quite a yeah. few birds. That's a lot of turkeys. You know, but it's not gonna cut your harvest rate in half by any means, because most people kill one, then a good amount of people kill two, few kill three, and very few killed four. So it's mm-hmm. it's just interesting, you know. I I just wonder if there's other ways to reduce harvest, but not for me to decide. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, well, and you're right about that. I mean, we we could all use pots. That would be a great way to reduce the harvest. Uh, so I actually have a lot more information about the pot-killed turkey in Mississippi. Oh, did I segue that? Yeah, but I'm going to save it because the trial is set to happen for that guy pretty soon, and I don't want to say well, anything here that could be used in that trial, you know. So I'm, I'm going to wait, and we'll wait till after everything's settled out with the trial to discuss that story further. All right. <laughs> but it's a good one. Uh, just to throw everybody a little bone on it, guy from Arkansas killed a... Stay tuned. Yeah, guy, guy from Arkansas killed a pet turkey with a pot, and he had allegedly. an inch and a half spurs, by the way. Wow. Yeah, he's a five-year-old bird. But he allegedly <laughs> killed a turkey, a pet. Admittedly. <laughs> and, hey, you know what? That segues perfectly into my first article for Turkey Soup. Oh, cool. Well, let's do it then. Let's just hop in here, man. So so my All first right. article is actually about turkey hunting violations from the opening weekend in Louisiana. And there were oh. 19 people cited opening weekend in Louisiana for turkey hunting. Actually... One guy got cited before the weekend. He started hunting April 1. <laughs> All right. Jonathan Dees from Albany, he, he started hunting turkeys before the season opened and didn't wow. tag his bird. So he got cited. And then on opening day, we got this guy. He had possessing a turkey illegally and did not have sex identification of his bird. That guy was 75 years old. Then we have a 26-year-old who was hunting a lottery hunt without a lottery permit. Then mm. we have a 63-year-old hunting over a baited area. 66-year-old hunting a lottery hunt without a lottery permit. Another baited. 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 Oh, here's a good one. Shannon was hunting with a rifle. And had no license and didn't tag his bird. Shannon. <laughs> oh, here's a, here's another good one. Christopher, 28 years old, he was hunting with a stolen gun. He was a convicted felon, had it unplugged, oh. had no oh. license, didn't tag the bird, and didn't follow the law, basically. He's in jail. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Felon in possession is hard to oh i guess explain away yeah and then ronald so the second day of season after a sounds like a dandy of an opening day of catching people <laughs> the second day they got a non-resident from wisconsin was hunting without a license over bait and with an unplugged gun so that's good hmm. we got another non-resident no license hunting over bait also from wisconsin another baited area Another baited area, and that's that. So, ton of people baiting. One roasted one with a rifle. You know, interestingly, none of them were for poaching, I think, is one that blew my mind that did not occur. Yeah. Or at least get caught, but that's a lot of, that's quite a few citations for opening weekends. So, if you're, if you're playing hunt Louisiana with a rifle while being a felon over bait and not having a license, I'd, I'd reconsider. They're apparently catching people. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you may want to reconsider that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you might get caught. Goodness. 
Yeah, there's a chance. That's pretty good. Well, my first article is about the great state of Pennsylvania. All right. What's happening in Pennsylvania? That's a a turkey state right there. Yeah, lots of turkey hunters there. So turns out maybe there's some good habitat in Pennsylvania because wildlife biologists there have trapped and attempted to tag a turkey, a hen, and the reason I say attempted is because they found out she was already tagged. Huh. And what they discovered after seeing the tag is that that hen is 12 years old, 12 and some change years old, estimated. So it was it was pretty cool in reading the article because that's very old for a turkey. That's incredible. And yeah. There's reportedly some turkeys that are a little bit older. I think that the biologists, so they put a radio transmitter on this particular hen, and I think that the biologists in Pennsylvania are hoping and praying that she'll make it another year because she would beat some of the records in some of some other states, primarily in the Northeast, where they've got some birds tagged that they can prove were 13 years old. So they're hoping, hoping that this old girl will make it another year and, you know, obviously have another clutch of eggs, have another brood of poults, raise some more babies, and make it one more year to beat that record of the oldest one on uh, on record. So that's pretty incredible, honestly. I'm I'm rooting for her, and I hope she has 12 poults. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean. Too. That's a long time. Think of, just think of how many predators that hen has evaded. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that blows my mind, actually. That's that's a prey species living a long life. Absolutely. Well, how old In did you say she's 12 years old? 12 and some change, yeah. I mean, you get like a dog living in your house being fed by hand makes it 12 years if he's lucky. Right. And this turkey that is being pursued by every critter on earth to be eaten by and has to find its own food is out there making it wild. That's that's crazy. Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. So they've named her grandma. <laughs> Adequate. So tell your kids when you put them to bed tonight to include grandma in their prayers. <laughs> and And not, you know, the person version, the turkey version. Well. Even the parent, I mean, the, the person version, yeah. You know, we all need to pray for Grandma, so that was a pretty cool story. Yeah, well, uh, there's a company out there that's doing something to try to help Grandma and all her turkey cousins, and that would be Mossy Oak. So I think we mm-hmm. might do a show on this at some point, but I have an article yeah. here about Mossy Oak's wild turkey conservation stamp. Do you know how much money they raised for turkeys in 24 hours? Tell me. $20,000 the first day Excellent. in turkey stamps. Excellent. So they sold 1,000 stamps in, in the first 24 hours. Yeah, it's actually over because I believe it's $15 a stamp. That was 15 I was thinking it was 20 course, Yeah. You know, I'm not here in front of my computer, so yeah, it's so an old memory. If you are not aware of what this is, Mossy Oak has started a conservation stamp, something... Andy and I have talked about the states should be doing, and Arkansas is doing, and hopefully this might kick the old states in the rear end and get them doing this. 
but they've started a conservation stamp. It's got beautiful artwork on it. I've already ordered mine. Very collectible, in my opinion. I, I, I might order 10 or 15 of them, to be honest. I want a bunch of them. And the stamp costs $15. They're going to sell it during spring turkey season. And all of the money raised from this, 100% of it, Mossy Oak's not clipping any of it. Every cent is going to go towards conservation research projects for the wild turkey. And so they're going to have a board with Mike Chamberlain, Marcus Lashley, and others are all going to be on this board who decide what the projects will be. So what a cool freaking idea from Mossy Oak to just take the reins and be like, hey, look, I don't know why the states aren't doing this, but we're going to do it as a private company and every cent goes back to the turkey. I applaud you, Mossy Oak, and I hope some of our listeners go get you a stamp. They're really pretty. Yeah, they are pretty. And I don't see any reason why you and I shouldn't plug that every single episode. But yes, we are trying to get someone from Mossy Oak on the show to tell us a little bit more about some of the details of of this stamp. So do you want to give the website out now? You can go to mossyoak.com slash wild-turkey-stamp. mossyoak.com slash wild-turkey-stamp. So if you go to their website, you can find it there and buy it right there from them. They're going to mail it to you with a really cool letter from Toxie Hayes, and you're going to love that you did that, and you're going to help the wild turkey. And that's a really easy way to do that. Yeah, cool stuff, man. Thank you, Mossy Oak. Thank you, Mossy Oak. There's the favor of the week, by the way. We're just going to go mid-show favor of the week. Buy a Mossy Oak turkey stamp. There it is. Boom. Boom. That's right. Boom. There it is. Truth bomb. Drop Uh it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. So leading on from that, we're going to go to Iowa. So this is pretty cool. And, you know, in traveling around, you really have to pay attention to not just game laws, but gun laws as well. So Iowa just passed a law allowing a 410 shotgun to be a legal means to take a wild turkey. But, and this is in all caps now, this is, so what I would say is this is a big but, but the law does not take effect until July 1, 2022. So this turkey season in Iowa, any of you guys listening to the show who are traveling to Iowa, any of you Iowa turkey hunters, 12-gauge, 10-gauge, 20-gauge, and look it up, don't hold me to this, probably a 16-gauge is what you can use gun-wise to take turkeys. But you've got to look up those laws and know what you're getting yourself into. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you mentioned it when you when you were talking about Louisiana. You know, there's a lot of states who require your shotgun to be plugged when you're hunting turkeys. Yeah, and many don't. And, and there's a lot that don't. <laughs> and that will get you a ticket. Absolutely. Just asking you those people in Louisiana who got a ticket for hunting with an unplugged shotgun. So those are little things that we have to know. So pay attention to that kind of stuff, guys, when you are planning an out-of-state trip. And, you know, with the development of TSS and all these shotgun loads that have gotten to be so good, I think it's good 
that Iowa is paying attention to these things and giving opportunities to disabled hunters, kids, and elderly hunters to be able to use some of these sub-gauges to turkey hunt with. And so I'm going to ask everyone who's out there who's hunting with a 410 and a 20-gauge, well, heck, even a 12-gauge or a 10-gauge, to be respectful of your target of the wild turkey, know your range, your effective range with those shotgun shells that you're shooting, no matter what they are, and be reasonable. Don't buy the hype in social media and on YouTube about the distances that turkeys can be shot with these other, with TSS loads and these heavier than lead type loads. Yeah. Get that bird within 40, 45 steps. You know, if you've got a 12 gauge, just, just be respectful of, of the wild turkey. That's all I'm going to say. We'll end it. I'll end it on that. Man, that's a, that's a great point. It, I've seen a couple videos already this year that just turned my stomach from people doing that. I know Tyler Farr, who's like a country singer, he, he let one rock at 115 yards on a rangefinder. And it, wow. you can see it pepper the turkey pretty hard. Bird gets up and flies off, but he obviously took some pellets. And then I've, I've seen another video where a guy shot one at 90-plus yards. The turkey flies off, flies into a tree, and kills itself. So it mm. it's just I don't get it. I hope none of our listeners are people that would do such a thing, but I just hate to see that people are promoting that type thing on YouTube or wherever. 115 yards, is a, that's a poke. Mr. Farr, I know I know your last name, but you know it's a close range sport. Yeah. Besides that, I got some cool news out of New York State. Slide it on me. You know what I like to hear? Changes Curtain would. Gobble. Yes. Okay. Sorry. You know, <laughs> gobbling, drumming, yelping. You know. You know what else I like to hear? Tell me. Proposed changes would expand hunting opportunities. I love that. That's pretty cool. Tell me more. New York is trying to enact a change to where Suffolk County will be open for spring turkey season in 2023 with a one-bird limit. They're saying, you know, Long Island of New York has had turkeys for a long time. Populations have grown to a point, and they've only had a five-day fall season in the past, and now they're hoping to open it for spring turkey season. And it's going to be May 1 to 31 with a one-bearded bird limit. And so that, that would start in 2023. And then another proposal, which on the TSS front, they're trying to change the minimum shot size from number 8s to number 9s. And they cite that as being because of the revolution of tungsten super shot. So pretty cool change out of New York, seeing a new county added to the open hunting list. And I mean, like... Is it Suffolk County? Like that's like the the city part of New York. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I'm not too familiar, but it said Long Island, and I mean that's yeah. I don't know what kind of opportunities are out there, you know, as far as access. But hey, if you got land, you can hunt on Suffolk County in New York. It's going to be open next year, hopefully. So anytime I see where more hunting of turkeys is going to be allowed in this country, I love it. Mhm. Yes, indeed. So that'd be a cool trip. Yeah. You know, take, take off, go to New York, York spend a couple of days in New York City, City with wife, 
and in the mornings just get out, drive over to Long Island, pop you a turkey. Yeah, I mean that that'd be pretty nice, just right there in the it's Empire State back. Building, just yelping one up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Take the train back to the city, go watch a Broadway show at night, and <laughs> carry him around the city. Those the those people would love it. Oh, that would be incredible. Oh, me with a fanned-out gobbler in front of Trump Tower in New York. I'm, <laughs> I'm in. We've got a goal here, man. We've got a goal. Uh, too cool. Yeah, yeah. I'll be sure to not let Tammy listen to this episode. Because she'll be like, yeah, we're doing that. You need to find a place to hunt in yeah. Long Island. <laughs> this is happening. Uh-huh. That's awesome. Yep. So, speaking of cool things that are happening... The state of Georgia, even though I'm not going to say they've done bad things, I'm not going to say that, they've done things that they're hoping will help preserve the wild turkeys. But yes. it's limited opportunities Big to hunt wild turkeys. But now they're taking a step that should further help wild turkeys. And there is a bill that has passed the Georgia Senate and the Georgia House Chamber that is going to allow trapping and hunting of raccoons and opossums opossums. year-round in the state of Georgia on private ground. Heck yeah. So as of the date of this article, which hasn't been too terribly long ago, Governor Kemp has not signed that bill into law. So you guys in Georgia listening to this, pick up the old telly, jump on the computer, send an email, to Brian Kemp's office and say, dude, sign the bill. Yes. And I I believe it is bill number 1147, but you guys can go online and check that out if you want the bill number. But, I mean, shoot, if you're at your hunting camp right now in Georgia, I would jump on the email, look up, or jump on the Internet and look up Kemp's email address his office email and say hey please sign the bill to allow trapping and hunting of raccoons and possums year-round please sign that immediately for us hunters and for the wild turkeys amen man good good on georgia i I mean there comes a point where you have to think we have an overabundance of one species that is causing harm potentially to another species and so it's good yeah. to see them taking measures like that to hopefully get that predator-prey balance back because it is definitely mm-hmm. a lopsided relationship right now. Yeah. And look, the fact that any bill or proposal passes a state's House chamber and Senate chamber and it includes trapping these days, that is an amazing feat. That so is very true. you guys push this thing across the finish line in Georgia and get this done. Absolutely. That's a great point. I've got one more. This one's pretty brief. So Vermont, if you're in Vermont or hunting Vermont this year, they're doing a tick survey with their spring turkey season. (laughs) So if you kill a turkey, they're going to have reporting stations on opening day and youth turkey weekends only for opening day may 1st and youth turkey weekend the one before where they want to inspect harvested turkeys for the lone star tick they suspect the lone star ticks have come into vermont and they're wanting to confirm this suspicion because they have not been able to find it yet 
but they think they're on the turkeys. So if you're hunting Vermont opening day and you kill one and see one of these check sites, take your turkey by there. Maybe your bird will be the one to discover the Lone Star tick in in Vermont. Yeah, I don't know that I'd run around bragging about that. My bird. Maybe maybe you can mount him with your Lone Star tick still attached. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Got the tick like right on the end of the snood, you know, just to show him off. Mm-hmm. I, I like it, yeah. man. But yeah, this is yeah. serious. Apparently, the ticks really can transmit some rough diseases to humans. So they're yeah. they're wanting to see if that is in the state. So they believe yeah. it is in Vermont, but it has eluded capture through standard surveillance methods, is what they say. So satellite imagery is not showing any Lone Star ticks, huh? Yeah, I don't know how good their satellite imagery is. Mine, mine picks them up pretty easily. So, <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, hey, anytime the state says they need hunter help with something, help them out because I think we want to be in good graces with the state. So, <laughs> yeah, do that. That's true. That is very true. Well, you've got a couple of other things for us. You've got a a pretty cool audio clip from a listener, don't you? Yes, uh, I had a listener who I've actually had the pleasure of hunting with this season, and he reached out to me, and I went and hunted with him for one morning before work, and we had a blast, really a good time. He shot a coyote, we got a turkey to gobble one time, nothing really wanted to play with us, but Dylan McLean, he sent me, he recorded his hunt the other morning when he had a successful hunt, and sent it to me, and it's pretty darn cool and it's not a super long clip so i thought hey i'm gonna share that on the show if you listen real close you might hear one gobble if you just i mean (laughs) really crank this audio up and you might hear him way back in there Mm -hmm. but so it's only a couple minutes long but let's hop in here i want to share dylan mclean one of our listeners here's some cool audio he sent in and I'm just going to play that right now and let y'all check it out. Awesome. We'll see you guys on the other side.
God, he flew in my lap. I got walked right by the turkey this morning. Thank you, Lord. That was a classic. Way off in the distance. Yeah, he was just, oh man, right there on the cusp of hearing, you know. But yeah, <laughs> classic fly yeah, down, fly down kill. I mean, that was that was quick. So pretty, That's crazy. Pretty neat stuff. And if you are a listener to this show and you have some cool audio, you know, something like that, send it to us. We might, you might show up on here one day. It, I love seeing stuff like that. And we've had another. Listener sent some pretty cool pictures of a strutting hen I thought were pretty neat. And yeah. So we, we always appreciate unique stuff like that in the turkey world. Anything unique like that's really cool. And so thank you, Dylan, for sharing that with us. And I'm sure you didn't mind reliving that one through the audio yourself. So. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you're, you're right, right about, about that. that. It's a fun deal, but, but I thought that'd be cool to do and, you know... We got all these articles, and Turkey Soup's just a fun episode, in my opinion. Always has been. It's always... I have had plentiful listeners tell me they really enjoy the Turkey Soup episodes. And I can see why, man. It's just kind of a little reporting on what's going on in the turkey world these days. Yeah, just a little hodgepodge, but it's it's fun, you know, and, and getting to hear, like you said, what's going on in other parts of the state, other parts of the country, other countries because we've done some stuff on Canada before, and just, it's pretty cool. I need to, we need to look back and see how Gerald the turkey's doing. We do. I'm, I'm, I'll tell you, I've had quite a few sleepless nights over the past couple of years. We need to try to. It was Gerald, wasn't it? Well, you know, no, I don't, I don't remember the turkey's name, but you and I both called. Yes. That town and never got a return call from anyone. It is it, it is Gerald. He was in Oakland. Yeah. So here's a I did, here's a new article about Gerald. Well, let's get an update here. So okay. the title is "All We Could Do Was Run." <laughs> <laughs> then that tells me all I need to know. Gerald is alive and well. <laughs> when the bird who dominated Oakland's rose garden turned violet 
The question of his fate caused rifts that will never heal. <laughs> uh, so, y'all gotta go read about. Just Google Gerald the Turkey. You'll you'll be entertained for a while. That's too cool. Long live Gerald. The turkey locked eyes with her from across the park. Like many Oaklanders, 16-year-old Jojo had heard plenty of stories about Gerald. We need to we need to insert some very dramatic horror movie. Dun dun dun. After seeing the agitated turkey closing in on people nearby, Thompson and her friend took refuge behind a tree. But they weren't safe for long. Gerald soon had the teens in his sight. I, I had heard of his attacks, but I never thought it would happen to me. All we could do was run. <laughs> oh, man. This is this is classic. So, yeah. All right. Well, that confirms that. Gerald is alive and well and, and is still king of the Rose Garden in Oakland. I'm, I'm Gerald team Gerald. power to you. Yeah. Yep. Keep wreaking havoc. All we could do was run. The story of Gerald the turkey. Havoc. Awesome. Gotta love that. I, I think that's a good one to end on for the week. We've already asked the favor. I'm going to repeat it. Go to Mossy Oak's website and get the Wild Turkey Conservation Stamp. I've seen a lot of people online doing this, and I've seen quite a few people who are going to buy one stamp for every turkey they take this year. I think that's a cool idea. So That is a cool idea. You could put yeah. one of those stamps with every one of your beards you take off a of turkey this year, and that'd be pretty neat. You know, you get it back. Share, share it, share the link. Yes. On social media. Absolutely. So do that. That's the favor of the week. Hope you guys enjoyed hearing about some funny and interesting stories from around the country and the world of turkeys and turkey hunting. Yes, indeed. Fantastic. Well, man, I've enjoyed this. It's been a lot of fun. So let's wrap this thing up and. Until next week, I'm going to go with no sleep and hopefully remember how to get back to camp. So thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. We know that you have choices. We appreciate you spending your time with us. We hope you have a wonderful week, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.